Welcome to the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast, bringing you candid rugby conversations, great interviews and insights into Ugandan rugby, and a touch of rugby in Africa and the world over. Fat Cats Rugby Podcast is a product of Fat Cats Media Brand. For all your audiovisual content needs and equipment hire, hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, um, my name is Joseph Dungu, another edition of the Fat Cats podcast and today we have uh, our usual panelist Edwin and a special guest um, over here. Please introduce yourself and yeah. Uh, hi guys, Ivan Magomu, Captain Rugby Cranes, uh, Stan Big Black Pirates and I'm honored to be on the Fat Cats alongside the two fat cats as you can see <laughs> i'm happy to be here uh looking forward to the interesting podcast ah thank you very much what an introduction by ivan um we've we've uh, always wanted to have you just that you've always been a little busy and you had engagements welcome back from france ah thank you yeah um we're over there uh when to represent, you know, uh, when to try and, you know, make it for the Rugby World Cup. Uh, yeah, we didn't hit our target, uh, but I, I believe as a team we actually pushed beyond our weight, you know, given the preps, given everything that happened. Uh, as you guys know, uh, our preparations as the 15th wasn't really that nice. Uh, I mean, when to play someone who had been in SA for three months or so, if you'd watch, if you had watched their first game, they had in SA, and their last two games they had in Nairobi, you'd really see a very big difference. And I think that is why, you know, uh, we were run down in such a manner. Uh, but, uh, you know, we pushed beyond our weight, like I said, uh, going into Senegal and Cote d'Ivoire. These are now guys who are best in France. You know, they also had good pre-seasons. You know, they were used to the weather, uh, to the food. And man, uh, honestly, back home here, I'm sure guys didn't expect us to perform. Uh, the guys knew we were going to lose all the games and maybe get relegated. But uh, man, the boys managed to hang in there and, you know, pull off the crucial wins. Of course, the scores, you know, won by a point, but that's just rugby. A win is a win. And uh, as you can see, we improved in rankings. A small team with a five-year plan. Uh, I honestly believe we can. The, the lessons we picked up from France uh, are really vital, and if we can learn from these lessons, uh, we shall have a good shot. 2027. Ah, thank you. What a summary of France. I see Edwin is looking at Magomo with a very sharp eye. Edwin, you have something to ask. Ask Magomo. Ask away. Ask away. Chisano was here and he was telling us. Who was doing what in the dining room? They didn't say his name. I think because as a rookie, a rookie has to respect the captain. So, <laughs> welcome back from France. Um, yeah. I hope the lessons you have learned um, will help Ugandan rugby grow. We noticed the games were quite tight, especially the last two games. But you managed to sail through and come through with the win. So, congratulations on that. We hope that. Uh, Going into next year, the 15th team can can give us a show that we want to see. We've not seen 15s in a while at home, so we pray for good health of the whole team 
uh, and your ability to lead the team way further going into the new year uh, when we start rugby 15s once again. All right. Um, we are hosted by Fred and Winnie BNB located in Chisasi. Uh, it's a homestay featuring 10 self-contained rooms. Uh, these are all private bedrooms consisting of two deluxe doubles, three standard doubles, one deluxe twin, and two standard twin bedrooms. The units come with a fully equipped kitchen, power backup system, Wi-Fi, laundry services, and a chef to cater for all your meals. Guests at Fred and Winnie B&B enjoy a sumptuous buffet breakfast with a choice of selected tropical fruits and juices. Pick up and drop off to and from the Interior International Airport as well as local transportation for getting around all for upcountry trips can be arranged if booked in advance. For bookings, please call 0752-693-369. Please call 0752-693-369. Well, gents, we had the Wakiso 7s. Rugby is officially back. I think we've all gotten a hang of it. Ah, I'll start with Edwin. What was your experience? Wow, uh, King Kings Park can organize a ball, I must say. <laughs> Kudos to the guys at uh, Rugby Chill for what they have done and the organization from the union. I think it was a very well-organized tournament when it came to aspects of uh, time management. I remember on day one, I reached a little bit late. I reached like at three and shockingly I only had like roughly four games to watch and by before the spring box game most of the action was complete so that was kudos to the time management uh, people on that when it comes to the rugby I'll speak majorly about day two uh, day two it was good seeing the women's play seeing the guys play as well there was uh, plenty of action off and on the field uh, it was amazing to see the growth our rugby has, considering some teams don't have key players in their squads. I think it shows that the issue of depth of Ugandan rugby is being addressed by clubs at their respective levels. So it goes down to show that one, the women's team ahead of their games they'll have, I think I'm told they have some games later on there, they are putting up a solid show. Um, we have the men's team as well, they put up a, a solid final and we had the boys of Makerere uh, arrogance reaching the final but they were not arrogant enough to win the game so it was a good show. We had our MVPs, uh, that was Aaron Tukey and uh, Peace Lekeru, I think that was very good, sh good that they were recognized by uh, the sponsor and the union so I think better things are coming in Entebbe. Better things are gone. Yeah. Anyway, allow me to uh, congratulate the captain of the Black Pirates, the Stanbic Black Pirates, Ivan Magomo. What, uh, from a captain's point of view, what did the Wakiso Sevens have for you? Uh, you know, uh, like Edwin has spoken, uh, said about uh, the depth of, 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 of players, you know, uh, it has always been an issue, uh, but uh, as pirates, you know, we've tried to address such an issue. Uh, it comes, you know, from, and you have to give kudos to the management, uh, to have everyone who is doing such a great job, you know, 
at Pirates. Uh, we have five players away, five starters away with the national team down in Chile. Uh, but, you know, we went ahead to show you guys that, you know what, uh, even if we don't have our stars in the team, uh, we can still, you know, pull through the young players and they can deliver. Uh, the likes of Sidney Gongojo turned up. We have Arnold Atkunda, uh, nicknamed now Safe Border, uh, you know, running rugged. We have youngsters like John Skamiza coming through the ranks. So it really shows the depth we have as a club as Pirates. And if you look at our young boys, the sailors, they're also doing really well. You can notice one or two guys in the feeder team doing wonders. So yeah, uh, we're happy as Pirates, you know, no one expected us, I think, to go that far. Uh, it was a bit of, you know, rough on us. Some of us who have been with the 15th, but we are happy as a club, um, you know, to showcase that, you know what, even with the little preparation, we're able to emerge victors. Um, saying all this, you cannot also forget uh, the Black Pals, our lady side, they also emerge victorious. So this shows the growth of rugby at King's Park. I think you're just are doing, showing off. You're just showing yeah, off. Yeah, I think no, they're doing I a think, very, I, very good I, job. I think, I think yeah. we have to give it up to them. They've, they're doing, the ship at King's Park is really sailing sailing well and yes, it's sailing and in the right you direction. know it didn't start today <laughs> that is what it didn't start yesterday i think you're shooting shots yeah, <laughs> Never yeah so what, what are you guys doing right what are you guys doing right because i mean you have five starters they're all and they're playing well on the international scene and you have the likes of sydney gongojo carrying beating defenders playing his heart out for two consecutive weekends you have uh jones kamiza like you mentioned what are you guys doing right yeah, uh, you, you, you just have to trust the process. You get the young boys, you know, bring them through the process. They have to be patient and, you know, you make them, you know, understand that your time will come. Uh, this is the culture we've been setting. Of course, this is, you're talking to someone who's experienced. I've been at the helm of Pirates ever since I was a young boy. I remember the time we came from high school Pirates, we had lost all our stars. Now, uh, I can say back then, Pirates used to rely on you know the big guys, the, the money spenders, just like uh, our, our Calpit Club. I won't mention the name, but you know it. <laughs> so, <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> we used to spend a lot on Kenyans, you know, you have big names coming in, you know, not really delivering there for the money and when we came in we were young boys straight of high, out of high school very ambitious and we told them guys we are here to stay and we want to win and the guys got to understand that you know what these are young boys uh, who are committed to the club they want to play for the national team they are committed to the future of the club why don't we stick to them why don't we groom them why don't we give them what they, they want so uh, and as the years went by and see you know significant a significant change a difference we survived relegation at some point i don't know edwin if you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i remember that time uh, we survived relegation but uh we, we trusted the process and now you know it's paying off it's been more than five seven years it's paying off so all i can say the success is coming 
because it didn't happen yesterday. It's been something that's been cooking for a long time and we want to keep it as the culture of the club going forward. And speaking of your culture as a club, you seem to be gathering a huge fan base. Most so the are they called the millennials? People in a certain... <laughs> I, I hope I get that right. People of a certain age grade, and they are coming in in large numbers. They are showing up uh, extremely loud. Uh, how are you guys uh, doing that? I mean, is that a... How, what what does what do the fans add to you guys? Uh, like I said, we are young club, we are young players who came into the pirate setup. Uh, back then, of course, the big two Hiddens and Cobbs had the generation, they the top guys back then. When we came through, we came through with a young base. You know, uh, I could relate it to to politics. Uh, you know, I, I like a lot of, I like reading yes. uh, lots of, you know, politics and books related to that. I can relate, uh, I can say Cobbs is a UPC and maybe he then is a DP. Uh, Obere, <laughs> I think, I think Ivan is progressing so, slowly. However, uh, 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 let, me, let, let me finish, let me finish. Go ahead, right? <laughs> so, uh, this, the Pirates, I can say is, is the NRM. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the okay. Young chaps <laughs> came in with a new ideology, you know, and now guys are convinced the ideology is the style of rugby. Everyone enjoys the style of rugby virus plays. Everyone likes seeing the young boys come up and entertain the crowd. So that I think has won us more fans. And you know, if uh, fans see or if a player comes from uni and is a young boy, it's like I play for Pirates, of course you come with one or two chaps. You get. I hope other so clubs are taking note. That no, will this guy, you know. is, this guy is all about rugby on the field and Negos off the field. That's why <laughs> they are the Negos guys. There was yeah, a tweet. Was a and also, also the winning man. Yeah. Hey, the 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 other UPC and the DPs. Yes. Uh, their generation, they are old, they are yeah. no longer about the Negos. So we are the guys Look, on the thing. Let us enjoy. Have, you still have six more circuits. So you better turn it down. I'm not talking about yeah. the seventh. He yeah. asked a general question. A general question. Okay. Yes. How are you doing? Now let me ask you a question. Yeah. Yes. We have six circuits left. Yeah. What are your chances as pirates going all the way? Uh, it's very difficult winning every circuit. It's never happened before. Uh, all we just have to do is stay consistent and our target is to win four or five and you know it will be a wrap and it's very possible but uh, we have to take the circuit as it comes you know it's not easy but we just have to make sure uh, we finish among the top guys either the semis or the finals you, know, you cannot say you're gonna win all of them it's not easy there are days when it's not your day and you know you can get shocked I mean there are seven but uh, we shall use the first circuit as a stepping stone for momentum going forward. Yeah, I think, Edwin, uh, Magomo is a master of multiple trades. And you see, he has played for both the 15s, which is a captain, and uh, also the 7s. He has been part of the 7s national team. He played at the 7s Rugby World Cup in San Francisco and was part of that team that um, had very many youngsters, the Kisigas, I mean, those yeah. are Pirates guys, Desire was about 20 years old. And um, I want to prompt a conversation about uh, going into the World Challenger Series. We are playing teams like uh, Luthania. I hope I pronounce some of these teams Lithuania. right. Lithuania. 
Kwa pronounce it Penia. Anyway, hey. we are playing that uh-huh. uh-huh. they may take an L as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Germany and Uruguay. What, what, having played some of those teams at the World Cup, what's their style of play and what are our chances? Uh, you know, I think we've we've uh, we've grown as a team. Uh, the young chaps have now matured. They've drilled enough. You know, they're brave enough. Uh, Kisiga, who came into the setup back then, wasn't brave enough. You know to commit to the big tackles, but you see now, you know, he's, he's gotten the confidence to put in the big shoulder and, you know, round the guys all the way. We stand a very good chance. We played Uruguay before. Uh, we beat it at the World Cup, I think, on zero. I don't know how much they've improved ever since then. Our only, our only challenger in our group is Germany. I don't remember the last time we beat Germany. I don't think we've beaten Germany before. Got me if I'm wrong, but uh, they're always close. But I believe with the show we had at the Commonwealth Games and, you know, the mental state and the morale the boys are in, I believe they can talk the group. Yeah. Um, Edwin, do you agree with what Magomo says? Because when Uganda plays at such big tournaments, we always have such big hopes. And not to take anything away from the boys, However, we usually have a slight, slight, slight setback. Hmm? Look, uh, when we started uh, the revolution of sevens in Uganda, it took a lot of time. It took a point where we had to have maybe key games in the 15s affected by players going abroad in camp, going for circuits, and and maybe rugby rugby Africa sevens. So our growth in the sevens game has really come from far. Uh, this week I took time off to watch the previous tournaments we have been in the HSBC Invitational uh, series where I would appear once in a while. The old qualifiers, then the rugby Africa sevens. Then you'd also look at. I think most recently was it twenty twenty. 2021, I think, uh, the Solidarity Sevens Cup, where in South Africa, where we were hosted and we played uh, against Zimbabwe, Kenya, and South Africa. What, what the Sevens uh, team has consistently showed is that once given uh, attention and ability to grow, your players will gain confidence and will be able to step up at the big stage. I noticed one game, I think you guys can check it on YouTube. Uh, we played the game against Wells, and you could notice we scored first. One of your guys who ran away, Ramadan Govule, is the one who scored the try. Do you remember that man? I, I think at the time I was just joining uh, rugby. <laughs> yeah. So he scored the first try against Wells. We looked solid in an attack, but then eventually our inexperience on the big stage started showing. You will notice the Welsh were always making us commit to tackles. So you would have a two-on-two, but then it suddenly turns onto a two-on-one. You see what I mean? But now, consistently watching the Africa Sevens, watching Commonwealth Games, you have seen our boys are starting to understand what it means to defend in Sevens. They have the ability to tackle well, which was a problem at the time. 
we realize they are now fitter courtesy of the SNC and the coaches that are doing their good job. So we have a team that has been consistently polished and is building up to this big stage of sorts that is uh, the World Challenger Series. Now, going ahead into the World Challenger Series, we had a good warm-up in the Commonwealth Games. Of the teams that were going to play in the Challenger Series, I think the only other teams that maybe had a good start in uh, warming up at the Commonwealth was maybe uh, Jamaica, Tonga. I don't know if there's any other team I might have missed out. So those are major, and those are teams we beat. You understand? We can beat those teams. Jamaica was there. Yeah, we beat Jamaica and we beat Tonga. So it now shows you that even the countries that we perceived would be a threat to us are not a threat. Now that's why it it tees up the stage for the game against uh, Germany. I remember we had a podcast before the Commonwealth and our major discussion was, I think Keith Seriange said this, said that the major issue he had with the game against Kenya it was it was the first game yeah. and uh, if you notice our first game now is against Uruguay so in playing Uruguay what we need to do is be able to learn from our first game how learn that we need to be calm in kickoffs the game against Kenya we got two yellow cards I would want to see what how boys are going to react to playing six considering this tournament is very important to our hopes and uh, going for the HSBC uh, series. Maybe another thing people need to know is that as well, um, the teams England, Wales and Scotland are going to be merged into one, which will be called Great Britain because HSBC, sorry, World Rugby is of the view that why does, uh, why do those countries join as Great Britain for Olympics, but in the HSBC, which is one of the avenues to qualify for Olympics, mm-hmm. they play as separate countries. So it brings that conundrum that is trying to be resolved. So we thought that would increase the place, but it hasn't. And uh, this tees it up for the main game against Germany. Yeah. The game against Germany, we played them, I think, at the October 1st. We played them in the qualifiers. We scored mm-hmm. a few tries, but we came up short. Why? physicality, fitness, and ability to coordinate in terms of chemistry and defense. Those four things I've mentioned, you realize that we have kind of rectified each one of them. We are really a fit team. We know how to coordinate in defense. We know how to coordinate in attack. And we kind of have the experience at the big stage to take on the big boys. Now, before even I get to Germany, another thing, injuries. Injuries play. The final, uh, Adrian Cassidy did play the final. Yeah. One of the pictures I saw on social media, I saw Zaya with a uh, sort of like plaster or brace mm. around his knee. Is but it still, I watched Desire snap and he was dancing at with his friends. So I think he's dancing is different from playing. Sure? You are you're bringing don't out you the win. <laughs> anyway, I think Desire is a, is a fighter. You see, uh, Desire is one hell of a player that will not back out. I think he's a player made for the big stage. Yeah. He's built for sevens. Yeah, but you see now, going ahead, and this is in no way disrespect to the other team members, but we need our starters, how we started the Africa sevens, how we started our first game on the Commonwealth, to consistently play throughout. This is no blemish or trying to castigate the 
the players who come on, our finishers. But I'm saying we need to put our best foot forward in this game and we need all our players. So once the injury issues have been resolved, key game against Germany, we need to win that game and finish as one of the top seeds. Why? Yes. The tournament has been structured in a way that the first three teams that are top will will fit in the either one, two, three seed position. Argument sake, let's lose to Germany, for example. We'll finish perhaps seed four. Oh. The effect of seed four is that you'll play, I think, seed uh, eight or seed five, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But the impact of that is if you win that game, you have a tight quarterfinal against the team that is seed one. Yeah. <laughs> you see? So even as we prepare to, to play these games, we need to have that at the back of our minds, that what is the best case scenario, what is the worst case scenario. Last time I appeared on the podcast, I said, you know what, we'll stop. Me, realistically, I was like, semifinals is a good start. But after seeing the Commonwealth uh, performance, I'm a little bit greedy. Yeah. I want the final. I want the HSBC status. You're I want to see my boys yeah. on TV. Yeah. A greedy fat cat. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Magong, um, what do you agree with uh, Wawiri? And where do you think are our chances against Germany? Because we want to get to an easier quarterfinal. As, because, I mean, in sevens rugby, win all your games so that you're safe. Yeah, uh, I agree with, 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 with Wawiri. Um, we should be more greedy, actually, very greedy. Like, I believe in the team, I believe they can go all the way to the final. I believe they can make it to the finals. The, 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 the key issues he has pointed out, you know, the defense, the attack. Yeah, I played, we played Germany in Hong Kong, uh, was it 2018? Yeah, I was on the team that played Germany, beat us. I think in the quarterfinals, uh, but you know this is a team that doesn't do much. They just do the basics, right? Swing the ball left, right, center. Just rack. like the Pirates do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, they have their ball carriers. They have guys who can. There's, I think their captain. I don't know if he's still playing, but he was so good at turnovers. He used to put on a headgear, like you know, and he was a good ball carrier. So they, they used to do the simple things right. You know, there is not to panic. And I think we've gotten into, you know, the same kind of field now as as the Uganda Sevens. You see now, whenever they, they get a penalty, the guys are calm. There's no rush to anything. You know, leave the ball there, call for a set play, go for a line out. You know, things are now, you know, we are, we are getting there as the Sevens. Like, we've kind of gotten to understand how the Sevens, how the sevens are played. So, like he has said, we stand a good chance. I believe if we are to go, you know, execute the game plan and, you know, defend really well, I mean, we can beat them. We can beat them. Are we right. playing them the last game or is like the second game? I think it will be the last game. No, we, we play Uruguay first. Uh-huh. Then we play Germany. Germany. That is uh, Saturday midnight 30 yes. around there. So, Saturday morning. Mm. Early morning we'll play Germany. Then we play Lithuania. Lithuania. Uh, on Saturday around 6 p.m. Yeah. Anyway, I think just stay tuned to our Fat Cats uh, Twitter handle. We'll keep updated of the game time, the game zones in Uganda time, Uganda o'clock. And you yeah. never followed me. EAT. It's called EAT. 
East and African time. Yeah, East African time. All right. So Magomo, yes, I'll stick with you. Speaking yeah. about international rugby, we have the Springboks hosting the All Blacks in game two of the rugby championship, week two, and it will be played at the Emirates Airline Park in Johannesburg. The All Blacks are not in song anymore. They mm -hmm. seem to they are poor. They are they don't have anything working well in their favor. Mm. What do you make of their current stature? Uh, if, if you can't max the old blacks right now, then you'll never get a chance to max them. Like uh, guys were mentioning on Saturday, if you cannot beat Cobbs <laughs> at this current stature, then you know, you'll never beat them. And guys kept mentioning that when Cobbs was playing Walukova, you know, and, uh, and, and the likes of Impis, you know. Uh, playing against Cobbs. Everyone was like, if you cannot beat Cobbs at their current state... Then I, I don't think I one. agree with... Well, it's tough, but... <laughs> no, it's what the fans were saying, honestly. It's what the fans were saying. <laughs> you know? And, you know, like, the old blacks are, you know, are going through that phase now, you know? Everyone is now pumped up, you know? They, they feel they can take on the old blacks, and I, I, I think uh, the other teams are riding on that. Um, I haven't been really watching most of their games because I've been busy. Uh, after our sevens on Saturday, we went back home, you know, got an early rest. Uh, but uh, going forward, I don't think uh, they will win the series. I think SS still has an upper hand. They may win a game just, you know, to make the, the series interesting, you know, 1-1, one, one, so they go for the decider. But uh, I don't think uh, they are much in it. And I think if they come across the likes of Australia and England, I see them losing. Maybe the only team they'll beat along the way is maybe Argentina, but it won't come easy either. Yeah. Um, Wawir, do you have any uh, contradicting thoughts from those of Ivan? Well, the, the New Zealand coach said uh, their performance was better as opposed to the game against Ireland. So, I mean, from a coach's perspective, is of the view that they managed to lock the channels for the Springboks to an attack. But you could argue that um, Springboks and the Irish play a different style of rugby. The Irish rather run at you, and the Springboks run into you. You see, you see, that's the big difference. So the Springboks are physically imposing, and when New Zealand cannot manage the um, the collisions, they kind of have it rough. They will always have the back foot in defence. So I think that's why you'd realise. Uh, we'll check the stats, but I, I would presume New Zealand still had more line breaks because it's the kind of game they play. But Springboks. Always, whenever they win a game, they are not expected to win. Or one, they expect to win. It is because of one thing. They assert physical dominance over the opposition to the point that as you come with your set game plan, you have no other option but to either withstand the pressure that comes with the constant attack, the constant turnovers, the constant ability to field the ball at all times. 
and maybe what's key for South Africa going into this game is that um, Big Daddy, Big Daddy Thor Vermeulen is back. Uh, he's uh, he's a he's a warlord in the lineouts, a warlord at uh, the breakdown, and warlord in uh, carrying and uh, tackling. So, I mean, when you look on the other side of New Zealand, you would usually expect a Kiran Reed to be on the other side, but uh, it's it looks quite easy for the Springboks this time. Uh, I would honestly want to see a better show from New Zealand. I would want to have something uh, bigger because the problem with Springboks is this. Whenever the Springboks play New Zealand, they'll come and be tactically good, play everything well, they'll get an Australia, they'll just lose the game. Well, um, those are the gents' thoughts about international rugby. And um, personally, I'll remain conservative. I think... This is a big game and it can go either way. Yeah. You're being too humble for nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, hello to our viewers. We have one of our panelists joining us. Introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> he's known. He's known. Uh, he's known. Anyway, this is yeah. Bruno. <laughs> he's one of our consistent panelists. And um, this weekend, we have the Entebbe Sevens. We're supposed to be hosted in Mbale. However, due to the natural disasters, we did not, uh, the union, the rugby union, did not uh, deem it fit for the Sevens to continue in Bali. So they requested that Ntebe hosts them and they will go ahead as planned. So just, gents, just to prompt the discussion, the groups are three. Group A has Pirates, who won the Wakiso Sevens, Ethens, Warriors, and Box who are a feeder side to Cobbs. Group B has Impis, who are in the final at the Wakiso Sevens. The Buffaloes, who knocked out Cobbs in the quarterfinal at the Wakiso Sevens. It has the Cobbs and Mongas, the hosts. Interesting one. Mm -mm. Group C, the Rams, the Hippos from Ginger, Walukuba Rugby from Mbale. Which beat? which beat Cobbs and were supposed <laughs> to actually be the hosts. So it will be an interesting one. Also, Rhinos. I think, has Rhinos been relegated? <laughs> oh, it's Warriors. Well, you're well, me up to give an answer. I'm not going to answer. Well, um, we also have Rhinos in that group. Edwin, what do you make of the group? Okay, correction. Walukuba is from Jinja. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. And, it, and it's good to see uh, you, you've mentioned too much uh, about Cobbs. Are your players going to play? Your guys. Yes, yeah. Your guys. I. <laughs> Why you don't want to answer? Okay, you, you keep quiet. Let me give my views now. Anyway, <laughs> um, in Sevens, we expect more. Considering it's a one day tournament, we expect even the action to be more intense. Uh, pushing it to the limits, the teams will have to start early and they will have to put their front foot forward, beat all the opposition and uh, make sure that they can go through and get uh, favorable seeding and then subsequently be able to push further for the title. Uh, Pirates uh, showed dominance, Impis showed arrogance so we expect more of those two teams to make a deep run in the 
should I say playoffs or in the knockout stage of the tournament. I want to see something from Cobbs. I mean, they had a few junior players who stepped up when needed. Uh, they were thrown in a little bit too deep, so they managed to have some bad games. But uh, shout out to my boy Simon Makombi. We want to see you doing your more runs. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Makombi, But I also yes. think Cobbs have some players who are injured. I talked at the Wakiso Sevens, I talked to Faraj, and Faraj was telling me he got an ankle problem while in France. Then I think Ogena also got one in a game against, I don't remember, in France as well. Um, we might see a red return. Okay. Uh, I talked to him as well. I think it will be more exciting, but the action in the group stages itself, you guys wait for surprises. Um, speaking of uh, group stages, I see Pirates and Heathens are in the same group. Yes. yes. That's group A. And in the quarter, in the semi quarterfinal, actually, where Pirates won the game according to the uh, tournament manual. And you know what happened was the game was 5 all at full time. Mm. They went for sudden death. That's the one who's the team that scores the try or scores the first points wins the game. The game, the game. Yeah. Yeah. The game ends then. Five all, yeah. At the end of sudden death, yeah. So, the rugby, the Uganda Rugby Union usually has a tournament manual that guides what happens in such instances. Mm. And I think this tournament manual is shared with the team managers for all the teams, so that they can uh, consent to whatever will be decided in case of any such scenario. And of course, Pirates came out on top, and because Pirates in the tournament at the time had the most points. They had about 92 points mm. and even had 54. Okay. So they proceeded to the semi-final. I think it was a tight game. It was a tight one. I, I watched the game. But then it's not like, just like guys have been mentioning on social media, <laughs> that Pirates won according to, to, to a tournament manual. But a tournament manual is for the whole, everything is guided by the tournament manual. It will be interesting to see how <laughs> it goes. Well, uh, Timothy Luyerika shared some beautiful um, insights about the Entebbe Sevens. He said that they were last hosted in 2013 and Heathens overcame Buffaloes in the final. Mm. Okay. That was in 2013. Yeah, sure. He went ahead to say that Philip Okorach, Alfred Bijik, Pius Ogena were all still part of the Buffaloes fold. Wow. Okay. Where is Bijik now? Bijik is uh, running his legs, I think, in Wales. Not really sure. And Philip is in France, Philip but oh, in, France. in Chile right now. And yeah, yes. yeah. By then, they were still in Buffaloes. Yeah, right? the three yeah. guys were still in Buffaloes. Philip was the MVP of the final game after pocketing Michael Okorach. And pocketing, Michael is not a small guy. <laughs> but you know how Philip would pocket? I don't think he was a big, big as he is now. Yeah. I think he was dancing and wiggling his way to the try line and scoring tries. So I think he okay. got past Michael in. In all his tries, he scored. Yes. Well, quite, quite um, many times. That's what yeah. Luyuka is saying. And um, tournament MVP uh, was Michael Okorach. I okay. think Michael had gone ahead to put up strong performances across the whole uh, tournament. Nearly a decade since it was last held, and now at the new home of the Plascon Mongers. I think that's in Entebbe. You know, they have a new ground, yeah. and it will be beautiful to play rugby closer, not very close, but within proximity of the lake view. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think the pirates so, are getting familiar with waters now. Let's see if it will be a battle of waters. We, we, we are the pirates. We shall still say so. <laughs> well, um, just a quick run through. Uh, he says that among us, as compared to back then, right now the younger crop uh, of players that are less gruesome, uh, less, um, however, they are more tactical and uh, they are stronger than perhaps they were in 2013. The twins were Adrian and Kato Habert. Alongside the current Uganda women's SNC coach, Chigongo Sebalamu, and Zeno Ofieno. Oh, is that name I cannot pronounce? Ora. Ora. Yes. Uh, were part of that group. Zeno played rugby. He keeps defending himself on Twitter, and I think the stats are right here for those for the doubters, the doubting Thomases. <laughs> so I think um, this will be very good information going into such a tournament. What do you guys make of it? Who do uh, you think? Yeah. Uh, it will be it will be a nice circuit. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I want to make sure I wake up early and catch all the action. But um, judging on basing on what I saw at the Wakiso Sevens, I think we are up for big surprises in Entebbe. Um, I mean, you saw small what you might call smaller teams coming to beat and and give give the big teams hard time. Um, I see. Impis still making it to the to the semi-finals, um, and if possible in the in the finals. Then also the Buffaloes, um, they are a good side, and they put in some some good action at, at Kings Park Arena. And then also, I I don't know why, but Mongas put up put up some good action, and they they matched the champions at the warm-up sevens at Chadondo. But then. In the do in the two day circuit at 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 Kings Park we were lacking lacking, and they are so good. Um, I'm thinking with a home advantage, um, they might put up some good action in Entebbe. Much as I've heard the rumor, we might we might use some other pitch in Entebbe, mm. not a house of pain for some reason. Uh, I think construction work around around the, the pitch. Yeah. Mm. Our, so we will we will see a home advantage mongas mongas going in. I don't see Evans and Cobbs push bringing so much depth. Um, I still think Pirates will 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 be dominant as champions. Edwin, me, I would want to see a better opposition. Uh, obviously, everyone is gunning for Pirates right now. I want to see a better show from Ginger Hippos. I like to see, I mean, everyone who got to know about Ginger Hippos started out from the sevens. Mm. That invitational side that would play like Fiji-esque yeah. uh, rugby. So we want to see more from them. I want to see more from my, my team warriors. Uh, for the meager resources they have, they managed to put up a... It was a better show. It was a better show against at Wakiso Sevens. So I expect that consistency going forward. Let them push uh, other teams. They finished second in their group. Yeah. Uh, this one they'll be put against Hiddens and Pirates. I would want to see those games and see how they phase out uh, in uh, attack and defense. And then maybe we'll see your 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 Jibu boys, your your Cops guys. Well, Edwin, um, who are your hot three favorites? Who am I what? Which teams are your three favorites for the Entebbe circuit? Entebbe circuit. Um, I think Pirates is still favorite, considering they won uh, the tournament. 
um, going in into the circuit if Cobbs's players actually come if if, if Joseph Aredo is back and some other fixtures in the team they they could go all the way despite the youth on their side um, I think Impis also as well uh, cannot be written off they played well on their path to the final uh, so if consistency is to be key here they may go through as well to that end and uh, perhaps maybe upset Cobbs or even upset Pirates and I'll just throw in a, a ginger hippos in there. Yeah, guys, there's been a lot on social media, a lot of talk. What stood out for you, Bruno? <sighs> Quite a number. I mean, social media can never be not fun when, when it's a Pirates win. First Pirates fans to come through on social media and banter all the teams that lost, whether you lost to them or... I mean, you saw how they were uh, surprised of the Cobbs lost to Walukub and they are so happy and, and sending butter here and there. Uh, I saw some some fans get nicknames Mama King's Park, <laughs> which is fun. I mean, you it means you are such a big fan and you and you can be identified with with your home ground. So it was fun. And then uh, what else? What else? Uh, there were people. Taking a, a shot. Oh, oh yeah, like a shot. yes, I like a was shot. A victim. <laughs> I was also. You a want victim. to tell us? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, all I can say is I thank God it was lighter than the usual one. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't get any ideas when they watch this, but uh, it was so nice I had to do it twice. Special mentions. <laughs> Uh, Ruben, Ruben needs to go to to to, to with me on a Mileke shot, and we see who'll start last. Some 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 people missed out on the second day of the circuit because of the Mileke shots. Nyombi, <laughs> he spent the whole of Sunday eating watermelon <laughs> at home. And, and uh, Julia Senyuba, <laughs> the highlight of the day. <laughs> well, gents, that's what that's what happens usually, and yeah, uh, when we have sevens. Now, there is a hot take, something that cannot uh, be uh, left out. We have uh, rugby, Uganda Rugby Union releasing a statement uh, about the status of the league. They have a new side. As of 10th August 2022, they have a new side promoted to the main division, and that's Walukuba Barbarians. Edwin. Oh, man. How many breaks does the union need because man they're moving from crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis i mean that was bad that was really really bad um why was it bad you see the there was a space we had on twitter and the president came out and clearly said that box is a feeder side if box goes through it will have to give way to the side that finishes second. Yes. And uh, we all assumed that was the position. Right. Uh, fast forward to the time of the tournament, what happens is that uh, Chambogo is scheduled to play the game. And uh, for whatever reason, you guys, you guys know better, boxes reinstated in that game. They beat up on the team they played against and then they go ahead and win the final. And I think the condition for them going ahead was that the union gave them the benefit of doubt that uh, they will be able to 
flaunt or exercise the right to be independent as an as their own club and uh, it seems from the wording in the letter apparently that they have failed to adhere to those particular conditions yes. and as a result the losing uh, a finalist Walukuba will enter the league as the new pro newly promoted side now from a fan's perspective that gives us two trips to go to ginger right eh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but from a management perspective you would have to feel for chambogo in all this because chambogo even filed a, a case in court i don't know if it's still in court some judice you can't speak too much about court matters but i don't know what the impact of this decision would have on the court uh, matter but it really shows that um, we really need to organize and plan well one of the key things that has been considered is that there will be a, a separate league for reserve sites so that their players can always uh, get in but what does that compromise uh, the quality of competition between these sides that's something that you have to consider. I don't know what you have to think about that, Bruno. I mean, uh, the whole matter, I think, wasn't... I don't know if there are some personal reasons against some clubs, some club, um, Chambogo in particular, but I think it wasn't, it wasn't deeply looked into. I mean, why, why did they allow a team without all the conditions and requirements to play. I think that's the key consideration. Well, James, exactly. Um, that was, to me, that was wasting time. Yeah. So well, box shouldn't have played because they didn't have the requirements in the first place. It's like saying, yeah, sure. you, you, of relationships, you like saying, we go ahead, we go on the date, we eat the food, we eat the dessert, then you're like, oops, we have no money. So what do we do? That is exactly, exactly. what happened. Anyway, um, guys, if I'm to um, prompt the discussion further, I, I think we need uh, some of the authorities to come and enlighten us about uh, such an issue and we ask them, or even the coaches. Um, it's been a good uh, day hosting uh, and having you guys. Uh, till then, we remain the fat cats, the fattest being Edwin. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for listening in. Share with us your thoughts from today's episode. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.